this is my honest opinion is like you can use an NFT launch and NFTs as a way to build an audience and mm. and establish and grow an audience. That's one option. Or if you've already got an audience and you've already got influence in some way, shape or form, then you can capitalize on NFTs by yeah. launching NFTs that complement what you're already doing. What's better than investing in early stage projects? creating our own if you are interested in the web 3 nfts blockchain this whole new metaverse money right this whole new world Publishing. and you're a creator or you have to do something with content this oh, episode yeah. today this conversation is for you so tell yeah that being said i think i think we're ready i yeah. mean you ready? I, I can listen to this mix all day, but, but more I, than listening to the when, mix, when the I, wa I want to have this conversation. Yeah. It's going to be all awesome. All right, here we go. Ready? Let's We've do got it. Some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. Go to contentsprofit.com and join the community. Let's go. We got some people in here in the group. What's oh, up, guys? Yeah. Happy Monday. Welcome, welcome. Oh, this is going to be so good today. Today, I wanted to add, we're not only talking about entrepreneurship mindset and, of course, turning your content Ooh. into profit, but we're talking about the new Web3. Let's go. And NFTs and blockchain, all this cool stuff yeah. all, the, all, the, all the cool people are talking about. Oh, the cool people. Are we part of the cool <laughs> people now? Yes, I think so. I, I think, think so. Hopefully. Hey, I think we've been part of the cool people for a long time now. Uh, all right. Fancy, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed, we do. Thank you for asking, good sir. And today's your sponsor is your own, The Biz Bros. Yes, we sponsor our own podcast with Content Momentum. And you might be asking yourself, what is Content Momentum? Well, if you need a fractional content team Ooh. and a platform so you can raise your influence, so you can share your message and impact this world, we are here to help you out. That's Slide in the right. DMs at Biz Bros Co. on Facebook, Ooh. on Instagram. I don't know why I'm doing like this so much on my fingers today. I know. Finger guns <laughs> today. Finger guns. Hey, guys, go ahead and follow the show because every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, not including holidays because apparently we don't publish on holidays, <laughs> uh, go ahead and follow the show because these episodes are dropping with incredible value for you to move your life and business forward. That is right. And if today's guests help you move one step closer to your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with three Three friends. Remember, that is your ticket of admission. And, and, oh, and whoa, oh, wait. I'm excited, bro. I'm going to get started. Yeah, I was going to say, and don't forget to leave a five-star review. Well, that too, that too. <laughs> All right. Another Monday, another episode of your favorite podcast, Content is Profit. And today, we have one of our newest friends here with us. He's someone that's in the vanguard of the creator's economy. Is that vanguard. 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 Yeah, I'm using bro. big boy words today. Yeah, I know. What's going on? fun fact, today's guest is a book publisher oh, too. So, you what? know, I'm, I'm like... You know, <laughs> dropping here the big, the big yeah, words. Yeah, that's right. Uh, today's <laughs> guest comes from the publishing world, helping 500 plus people get their ideas and stories Ooh. out into the world by publishing their books. Absolutely amazing. But today we're talking about this new project, powerfan.io. I'm so Ooh. excited. This is a platform for authors and content creators to create and sell exclusive content directly to their audience and fans using the blockchain. Oh boy, <laughs> tell me more. Welcome to the new world. Oh yeah, baby. Please welcome co-founder and chief content officer of powerfan.io. Our good friend, Jesse Krieger! <laughs> What's up? <laughs> 
Oh, look at that. He's, if you you're guys know how to have fun. I if mean, you're listening right now, go check out the here. dance moves. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, great to be here, guys. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Jesse. As you can tell, we like having a little bit of fun while we do this. <laughs> that's what it's all about, you know? It's like if you have fun while you're doing it, you end up getting a lot more done. That's oh. right. That's right. You know, I'm going to... I know a little bit of power fan just because of our conversation that we had previously. So I'm going to put this out there eventually. We're going to have need some P fan tokens, you know, I, and I might be I, I might be uh, not saying this correctly, but you're going to obviously correct me in the course of this conversation. But we're going to have content is profit, you know, inside of the blockchain and all this stuff. And hopefully by the end of this conversation, we're going to have a way better idea of what what all that means. But before we get started. Who is Jesse Krieger? For those that don't know you, right? Like, where do you come from? Uh, what have you done? And what brought you to where you are right now? Well, that's quite a quite a question. <laughs> so my background is I was born in San Francisco, um, grew up with, you know, a Macintosh, an Apple Mac in the house, dial-up modem, probably the first generation of people at five, six years old to grow up with both a computer and an internet connection. So it's been a part of my life from an early age. Steve Jobs was my hero in the 80s and early 90s, long before the you know his second coming and all of that. Yeah. So I've followed and been a part of the entrepreneurial story of Silicon Valley and been an entrepreneur in some shape or form my whole life. But uh, I've been in music. I had a rock band. <laughs> uh, my first business was a record label so that we could just do our music, you know, without dealing with other stuff. Yep. And went from there to like, you know, had music on MTV, toured the country, all that stuff back wow. in 2004, 2005. But I could never see myself doing that forever. Mm. And so like, thus began my entrepreneurial journey through living in Europe, in Asia, starting drop shipping businesses, renewable energy business, online promotion business ultimately led to um, writing my book, Lifestyle Entrepreneur. Mm. And that was a pivot point as, as I wrote a book about just being kind of wild and free and entrepreneurial and how other people can do that too. I shifted more into like this public figure, semi-public mm. speaking, you know, author, uh, doing interviews, talking about things with other people which I found is very different than being an operator behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, you can be a very effective entrepreneur <laughs> and not do any interviews. Uh, but I found I really enjoy teaching and training and supporting other people. Um, yeah. So started book publishing for the last seven years, had a book publishing company, Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press. Yeah. As you mentioned, helped uh, over 150 authors get published or we've oh, wow. published over 150 books. And that led up to now, like this dove, dovetail with blockchain and crypto and NFTs. Of course, that's what we're doing at PowerFan yeah, over here. Let's go. But it's also, you know, we're working with yeah. authors and doing book launches as NFTs. And soon we'll have creator coins and other fun things. So mm. I love it. 
Tizzy, before before we dive into that, because I'm I'm very very curious. I know Fancy yes. has like a she, he showed me the Bible of questions that he <laughs> asked for you, so this might be like a part five <laughs> thing. But um, before we dive in, I'm very interested in in what you consider the power of the platform, right? Like you you just mentioned that you started music, you put that music on MTV, you tour it, then you wrote your book, right? And and I'm very curious on your point of view on the platform. We and just for a little bit of context, right? We our platform is our show, right? And and from the show, a lot of stuff comes out, a lot of assets, a lot of relationships, and it, and it's become the 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 main pillar, right? In in our entire strategy in our in our business, right? So I'm curious, what is your definition of, of platform, and then why you decided to do that book, and how has everything changed since you published? Really great question, um, multi-part question. So it's like the platform, I've always had an appreciation for being known for something publicly, right? You guys have your podcast. I've got my book. I've got my publishing career and history. And just to be known for something, there's value in that. So that's just one. Yeah. Two, now more than ever before, you can grow your platform um, across a number of channels, all of them are free, whether that's social, podcasting, blogging, mm -hmm. you know, you name it. So just being out there and being able to be discovered when someone's searching for your name or what you do, like if you search for my name, there's 10 pages of search results from interviews I've done Yeah, um, and information on books and other training and things I've published. So You could just think of platform, or I think of platform. If someone Googles your name, what comes up? And if they Google your profession, so if you're like best book publisher or something, yeah. you'll probably find Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press in there. And soon, if you search for NFTs or author NFTs, you'll find Power Fan. So that's my thoughts on platform. I love it. Uh, generally, when I wrote and worked with a publisher for Lifestyle Entrepreneur, I saw it as an opportunity to like, I really admired Brendan Burchard, for example, mm -hmm. and like somebody that had a live event, book, online training program, high-end one-to-one coaching. Basically, he had a, he called it an integrated product suite yeah. where you could come in at, at a low price point and spend up to $40,000, essentially getting the same experience, but, you know, more personal attention more in-depth training, things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So I started to build that kind of a model on top of my book, um, Lifestyle Entrepreneur. I had become a Lifestyle Entrepreneur audio training program. Yeah. Back in 2012, 13, um, business in a weekend. I taught like a weekend of webinars well, where we'd get on a live call like this and over 15 hours of touch points help people start their own business, like get the ball yeah. rolling. And then- mm people ended up asking if they could just hire me to help them launch a business. So I started saying yes. And that became a $10,000 offer. Um, so 90 days, we will launch your business. Let's go. Wow. And that wasn't even an offer I came up with. People were just asking and I decided to say yes. So that was how it changed my life and business from before the book came out. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. built a promotional products company, like sold it, but Practically, no one really knew who I was or what my capabilities were. The book let me define what those are and what so, I want yeah. to be known for. Incredible. Be, be, I, this is my last reflection, Fonzie, and then no, we'll no, go to no this. Worry, no worries, no worries. Yeah, just me and, and Jesse today. Uh, 
I, I thank you by the way, and I and I want to bring to light because lately we've been jumping on these calls. We we have something coming in January. We're super excited. I'm gonna just put it out there. Maybe at the end we, we'll we'll chat about it. But um, a lot of people come to us and they're like, well, you know, I I'm very hesitant to start publishing because I don't I don't I don't know what my message is. I don't know what my offer is. I don't know what my product is. And what you just described traps every everything that we just like asking there because. Same thing for us. When we started publishing, we did not know, you know, or we didn't have like a, we had a, a plan-ish, right? But then as we publish more and more and more, the concepts, the framework start happening, right? We start executing people coming into a role. They start asking what they want and they were like, oh, so- sounds good. Let's deliver this for you, right? For us was um, the first experience like that was 45 Live. We were talking about going live for 45 days and people were like, how can we do that? And then we launched the challenge and we had about 100 people in the challenge, right? And now this thing that's coming in January is the result of a lot of calls and, and conversations that we've been having with people and the questions that they're asking us really sounds good here it is and we thought it was going to be a completely different thing and we're like oh my gosh but this is what they're asking this is how we can help this is the value so i want to encourage you the listener right right now or the viewer if you're in that position do not wait publish right now start getting the reps in because throughout the process you're going to discover those things so thank you jesse for sharing that story yeah i'll give you a little behind the scenes like keeping in mind some of those things you said I intentionally found a publisher in Asia first. I was like, okay, if I'm going to be an author, I want to like do a practice run Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I had my book first came out in Malaysia, Singapore, and Southeast Asia. And I went and I did a book tour and spoke and shook hands and signed books like old school. And then I was like, okay, now I'm ready to release it in the US and build the whole business around it. So You know, Mm. start. Yeah, I felt compelled to write. I started writing. I felt like sharing it. I found a publisher. I got the first rep in, improved the book. And now that's the version that everybody sees and knows. So So awesome. I agree with your point. Like just being out there, being in the conversation is valuable. So Um, awesome. You're not, then you're kind of on the sidelines, right? Wow, that's awesome. I think we're going to have to do a whole episode. <laughs> on oh, just I mean, publishing. Well, we, we actually talk about it. We're going to do two epi- two episodes. It's going to be a two series, one for PowerFan IO today, and then we're going to do one for publishing. Um, but I'm, I'm super curious, and I'm going to leave this as a hook to hear all those stories about living in nation, publishing over yeah, there. Like, yeah. I, I find that so interesting, right? Um, but to go back into PowerFan IO <laughs> mode, right? Yeah. This is what comes to my mind. You said you had a rock band, which you need to share the music with us, just so you know, so we can we'll share. We'll link it, with it the all world. up under the show, baby. Yeah, let's go, let's go. It's I, all I, out there. I, I want to hear. What, what did you play the guitar? Did you sing? What was it? Yeah, lead guitar um, and co-wrote. So, yeah, our band it was called Harsh Krieger. My bandmate Jake Harsh, me Jesse Krieger, but it was all original music, rock music, kind of like Coldplay and U two style. Oh, nice. And uh, it's still out there online. Just do a search for yes, it like we've been we'll talking about. <laughs> what was the name of the group again? Harsh Krieger. All right, Harsh Krieger. H-A-R-S-H-K-R-I-E-G-E-R. Yeah, All right, cool. We're, we're going to find the links and uh, yeah. so we got to put it on the on the show notes. So, you Absolutely. know, if you're listening, just scroll down and um, put it in there. Oh, All right, is- so that was like a little tangent right there. <laughs> I, I did want it to find that 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 out. Uh, but, you know, you said you also did like e-com, sustainable energy, uh, oh, promotion, publishing <laughs> agency. Like you've done so many things. And then you said when people started asking you to build their business, you're like, yes, right? And and you say yes a lot and you try a lot of things. And 
that led me to believe, you know, plus adding your, you know, early young experience with technology, internet, Mac, and, you know, kind of like that idolization, I guess, if that's even a word of, um, I forgot his name now. Steve, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs. How, the, how, oh, did yeah. that, how did I forget his name? Uh, that led me to believe that like, your path was meant to go to the NFT world, right? To power uh, fan.io. But at the same time, I'm so curious, how do you come across that opportunity, right? Because, again, we say you're a co-founder. So obviously you have a, a partner in this. How do you come across this opportunity that... I mean, I feel like in our world, in the online world, you hear it a lot, but obviously is not like it's there's not, mainstream not yet. yeah it's not mainstream yet i don't feel like that that many people is inside there's so much opportunity so how do you become an early adopter in this world sure great question two two ways to answer that so the one is i personally got involved around 2017 um some of my friends were getting active with ethereum and some i i tuned in, made some investments, just started paying attention to the space during that whole bull run. But then, and I made some good money. The house I bought was partially funded from crypto in wow. 2017 into 2018. Hmm. Um, and that was great. But then as you may know, like 2018, 19 into 2020 was like crypto winter. There just was <laughs> not much going on. So I tuned back to my book publishing and was doing that. Towards the end of last year, 2020, I saw and some of my friends put NFTs on my radar. I looked at some of the companies that were doing things in the space, Engine, Sand, Mana, Terra Virtua, uh, TVK, a um, couple others. And I made a few hundred dollar investments into each of those yeah. just to like start to learn. Well, into the first quarter of this year, some of those were five or 10x, you know, returns. Wow. And then I was like, whoa, this is nuts. And then I was like, just narrating my own thought process here. <laughs> What's better than investing in early stage projects? Creating our own. So, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so then that leads to the other story, which was uh, in 2013, I was uh, doing this thing, University Incubator. We were funding student entrepreneurs at UC Berkeley with 0% interest loans. So I actually funded, who's now my, my partner and co-founder, our CEO, Albert Ahn. Wow. Um, I funded him in 2013 with a few thousand bucks. And he built a project, repaid the money, and we stayed in touch. So he invited me to be an advisor on a project he was working on towards the end of last year. Yeah, And it was that dovetailing of me tuning into NFTs, making some moves, investing in the space, and then being an advisor. And then you know, April of this year, we officially founded PowerFan. And we have a third partner, a great partner, Matt David as well. Mm. Um, and it's just been on ever since. Like, I can't imagine how much has happened in seven months since starting this biz. So yeah, wow. that's the pace this place moves at. We can of course talk all about that. Yeah. It's, it's massively it's so fast. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I want to put this out there too. You've been in, in this space for a couple of years, right? And for a lot of people like this might be the first time that they listen or they hear about this thing. Right. And before you, there's a few other years that has happened where this thing is, has been developing. Right. So, uh, wow. Yeah. I'm, that I'm, just means that like, 
Look, if people there's there's people out there, I'm not going to name names that are starting companies because they see a trend. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I've seen a few where there's no engineering team and no like domain expertise in blockchain. Yeah. So what is it? It's there's a hypey trend NFTs. Let's put up a website and mm-hmm. try and raise money. Yeah. But I can tell you where we're coming from is product development, award-winning blockchain engineer, and world-class talent relations. Yeah. From my experience with authors over yep. the last decade. Yeah. I love this. And you know, like this was one of my my main kind of like concerns, questions I had when NFTs, you know, were shown in my screen for the first time. I was like, oh, what is this, right? And I'm sure a lot of people are having those same exact thoughts right now. I was like, what is the practical, you know, like, what am I going to use this for? Like, am I going to just buy a picture, right? And I asked you this question too when we talked pre-show, right, that one time we met. So why don't you share a little bit of of that? What is the practicality of, of this, you know, of the NFTs, especially for content creators right now, why somebody that has a business that is creating content, for example, us right here, what would we be like, hmm, let me go into this space. I think this is a good yeah, be- opportunity. Okay. Before that, could you could Ooh. you define... Oh, I got a good one though. Yeah, <laughs> be- before you go there, could you define what an NFT is, right? Because, you know, I- I'm very curious. I-, I think I know what it is, but, you know, maybe some people, I think that will give us a little bit of context to then go answer that question. You got it. Here's the quick crypto primer. Bitcoin, the first cryptocurrency. Decentralized, fixed supply, mathematically secure. Now, as of this day, it's worth about $56,000 for one Bitcoin. Mm. Ethereum, next generation tech, global supercomputer that has smart contracts that let you execute functions by using Ethereum to register them on the Ethereum blockchain, the second largest cryptocurrency by market cap. So Ethereum is what enables NFTs or non-fungible tokens. Mm. Ethereum is fungible. You can have one Ethereum, you can have a half Ethereum, you can have five Ethereum. It's all the same. An NFT, however, is a unique digital asset that each one is 100% unique and indivisible. Easy way to think about that Say I've got uh, a painting here on my wall that's worth this one, $1,000. So it's worth a thousand bucks. But if I cut it into a thousand pieces, each piece is not worth $1. So its value is in the fixed form that it's in. That's what an NFT is. So what is an NFT? What can you do with it? A lot. Um, (laughs) You could, for example, we can create an NFT from this episode of content is profit and and it can be one nft or it could be five or ten identical nfts but each one could contain the recording maybe some behind the scenes notes and we can contribute let's say 2500 p fan tokens so whoever wins or receives the nft from this episode it will unlock 2500 p fan tokens and any other bonus content besides this episode itself. Mm, yeah, That's just an illustration of one use case for NFTs in delivering content yeah. and tying in bonuses, sponsors, guests, etc. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that. I think 
I mean, and then we can go into like the opportunity, right? Like for, for creators that are people that own their own platforms. Right. But some of the things that we've seen there, like we've seen people attaching events, right. Uh, to their NFT holdings, or they have these communities that grow with them. And then the token itself goes up in value too. Right. So, you know, you might be holding that NFT, but at the same time you hold the, the, the coin that, or the token that's attached to it. And that goes in value too. So then as the community grows, the the whole ecosystem grows with you as well so i think is is multi-layered right and uh i love I'll give it. you I- a couple other use cases um events you mentioned we're partnered with a few events even right now where they're selling the ticket as an nft mm-hmm. so now the nft is access to the event but after the event the nft can house the recordings the training the actual content from the event And it can be your key into the community or a VIP group or a mastermind. Um, So it can both be like an access, an all access pass, plus the delivery vehicle for the content from the event Mm. so that somebody could sell their NFT after they went to the event, recapture some of their money and somebody else gets the experience and the creator gets a royalty on that transaction. So. That's another use case we're excited. Yeah, about. I love that. I, I again, when you explained this to me, I was like, "Wow!" There, honestly, the possibilities are like limitless. Like you can create so much stuff with this, mm-hmm. right? And it's very exciting. I can see how it attracts so many people, and so many people like there's a, a lot of hype around it. But like you said, there's people that are just creating some stuff for the hype because there's a lot of money being poured into it right now, and they just want to, you know, uh, leverage the opportunity. And there's other people like you guys that are building something solid for the creators, right? With good purpose and intention of actually helping people uh, move forward, right? My my initial thoughts are this, right? And I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here, but, you know, I see a lot of people that are leveraging NFTs right now. They have big audiences, right? Like people that can move audiences uh, towards certain things like those are the people that i feel they're they're benefiting the most out of nfts um you know they get the most amount of people into their communities or if they invest and they talk about it then a bunch of a bunch of people follow now for creators that might not have such a big audience right they might be well why would i you know go through the hassle of you know creating my own nft if I don't have that many people that are going to come here, right? I feel like the really good, good marketers or people that already have influence out there are the ones benefiting from NFT. So if you could get me right here, right, and help the listener too, kind of like move past this question of like, how can I use this, you know, power fan token, right? The P fan token. How can I be in this platform? How can this help me grow? as a creator and at the end of the day, as a business as well, by implementing NFTs? Yeah, that's the right question to be asking. So this is my honest opinion is like, you can use an NFT launch and NFTs as a way to build an audience and, Mm -hmm. and establish and grow an audience. That's one option. Or if you've already got an audience and you've already got influence in some way, shape or form, then you can capitalize on NFTs by yeah. launching NFTs that complement what you're already doing. So like you guys already have a podcast, you could now have NFTs and that's capitalizing on the audience you already have. But if somebody's 
getting into NFTs and that's how they're going to build their audience, then you're going to have to hustle just like building your audience on any platform. Mm. But it's not like, it's not a mystery what yeah. to do. Follow projects, follow creators, get involved in communities, join groups, join discords. Yeah. Literally just start interacting with the people that are launching and building in this space and then start publishing or adding value like however you're going to do it. Podcast, blog, yeah. you know, Discord, Telegram group. So yeah, the, it, it's very similar to like a book launch, right? Yeah. Like when I, I was experienced as an entrepreneur, but not as an author when I launched my book. Mm. So that process was what I did to build my audience. Mm -hmm. Just like launching an NFT collection, that process builds your audience while you launch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas if you've already got the audience, you can capitalize on it quicker, quicker. But yeah. just like launching a book, you want to reach people that you don't know in the process of launching it and that builds your audience. So yeah, that's, that's how I look at it. What do you guys think? No, I, I love this. Sorry. Let me go here real quick. Um, <laughs> I, I see it as honestly a bigger commitment from part of the creator too on saying, Hey, if I'm going to release this NFT, right. Kind of like the NFTs proof of belief in that project by the fans, right? Uh, like if, if a fan buys this, Now you literally have a contract with them, right? Even let's let's put it in 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 the context of there's no NFT in between. If somebody buys your course, right? For example, you have to deliver, right? But honestly, I feel like NFTs put on a, even a, a deeper layer because now it's like they're betting on your success, right? Because they want that token to also go up. And now the people that are joining that community, They want that token to go up in value. So they're going to become kind of like advocates of you as well. And they're going to help you maybe promote, make a little bit, you know, more noise out there, bring their friends on. So they buy some token too, and, and they raise the value of that token. Uh, so I see it as this, you know, I'm purchasing belief in your project, right? Obviously, whatever comes with that token. Yeah, that could be it. But on the other hand, if the course already exists... It's not even like belief in something that's going to happen. You could sell the course as an NFT. Mm. The NFT unlockable content gives you access to the whole course. And then if you sell the NFT, you can recapture some of your purchase price. Yeah. And the creator of the course gets a royalty on that transaction. Mm. So that's a way where it's not even like, hey, believe in me, I'm going to do something great. Yeah. You're like, here's my course. The only way you can get it is the NFT, and there's only 25 of them. So Ooh. if you want it after they're sold, you got to buy it from somebody else that has it. Yeah. So you could step that up, yeah. and there's your marketing message like built into the the launch, right? Yeah. Ooh, I love. Are you are you thinking the same thing I'm thinking so right many, now? So many things. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just do a bullet point of what I'm thinking. Obviously, with a six figure <laughs> platform. We're, we're, we're planning, uh, we're, we want to build a network, right? Of different shows, different ways of people that, that have been using or leveraging their shows to do something else, attaching an NFT side to that. That will be, I feel incredible, right? Because also it's the belief of er these early adopters in the network. And as the network grows, right, that could be a very powerful play. So yeah, there's, my mind is going so many places. Now I have a question that <laughs> it came to mind about 10 minutes ago and, uh, I've I've invested in two in two projects, right? The first one, yeah. Th oh yeah, thank you. First time I get a clap. So the first one, 
um, when I was, I dove into the discords, right? I, uh, into the telegrams, the messages, the community. And it was the first time I've actually started to learn about this thing, right? And it was really challenging to the entry point. I felt it was really high, right? Especially on this project too. It had, we had to go through a pancake swap and it was, it was just, just a, a whole mess, right? Got it done invested it was fine it's just sitting there it's going in value like six times it's crazy uh but it, it's it's just there right and I, and I haven't done anything else past that but the level of entry it was two days of me researching watching videos going going at this right is is the entry level pretty challenging right now on purpose or like what's happening like because if we go into these projects right how are creators uh, that find one, find publishing intimidating, right? It just the, the logistics of publishing consistently might be a challenge, right? How can now adding this layer, right, of the unknown things, so like what could happen, right? Is this being a challenge for you guys as a company? Like how, how are you guys dealing with that? Yeah, another great question, guys. So at PowerFan, we want to make it easy. Um, when we partner with creators, to launch NFTs, people can buy with PayPal, credit card, Venmo, as well as MetaMask and crypto. Mm. Now, what that allows is an on-ramp for people that perhaps like yourself want to get exposure, want to buy into the space, but don't want to spend two days researching tech to get there. So we have a, a back-end fulfillment. If somebody bought an NFT for $500 with PayPal, they get an email saying, uh, send us your wallet address so we can send you the NFT. If you're unclear how to do that, here's a step-by-step tutorial yeah. to get your yeah. wallet set up. If you still can't figure it out, hit reply and we'll help you. Mm. So it just solves the tech side, uh, but that's on like a back end. So on the front end, like you mentioned pancake swap, there's different blockchains, there's different cryptocurrencies that you need to purchase certain NFTs. Yeah. I can tell you without a doubt, the opportunity is to learn this stuff now and be in action. Yes. Because one, people are building it at in real time. Like there isn't some ivory tower of experts out there. This stuff is happening in real time. And two, you can be a part of it. And three, when you're early into some of these projects, you can just do the mental math of like, if you get an NFT, there's a thousand of them, but then six months later, half a million people are interested in this project. Well, there's still only a thousand NFTs. Mm. So you can see how the, the value starts to go up Yeah, yeah. as these projects get more established. And like we're talking about, as new people come into this space, which we're Absolutely. just at the beginning of that wave, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Man, I see this as a pure supply and demand, you know, game right here. And it's people trying to, you know, how do we get that demand, right? To increase the value of our, you know, communities or whatever it is uh, that they're building with their NFTs. Yeah. And it is like, you know, I don't want to go on a tangent, but there's a lot of libertarian thought in crypto, meaning mm, yes. fixed rules, fixed principles and then you operate in them yeah um, the opposite of that would be like you know government currency um i know you guys have firsthand experience with this probably like with your yeah, upbringing absolutely but even in the u.s right a u.s dollar there's not a fixed supply mm -hmm. and nobody really knows how many dollars will exist a year from now mm -hmm. 
Um, so then there's this whole calculation people make of, is the dollar going to be strong? Is it weak? Are we going more inflation, less inflation, interest rates? Yeah. But let's say with Bitcoin, it's very clear. There will always be and never be more than 21 million Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You either own some or you don't. And as more people want it, the price per Bitcoin will continue to go up. Yeah. So there's a fixed when there's fixed supply and growing demand, that's your recipe for gains in this space. Um, so that's what I look for if we're talking about like yeah. what makes a promising project, like yeah. a, a fixed low supply of NFTs, let's say, that preferably you have to do something to get them. You can't just throw money at it. Like you either got to join their community or like engage or build or do something. And then it becomes a form of recognition for involvement in the project. Yeah. Not just an investment like, oh, I bought a stock. Let's let's see how it does over there. Absolutely. It's more like getting your hands on it. So if that's your approach coming into this, there's boundless opportunity to be to be had. How Um, Sorry, Fuzzy. I, I I was listening to to a show the other day, and they were talking about gaming is massive, right? Is is huge. It's a massive industry, and there's these games now coming out in the blockchain that you actually get paid to play, right? You're you're playing, and now it's like crypto gaming is it called cri- like that? Well, I can't remember off the top of my head what the <laughs> game is, but the example that they were sharing was like this guy hired. Uh, literally has on staff a bunch of people in the Philippines playing the game and uh, he gets a percentage of yeah. what they earn it's like in the a game. game. It's like a gaming farm, and literally. It's a gaming farm and then they get 25% of their earnings inside of the game, right? So they have him on staff and on top of that, they're, they're earning. And and obviously, as more people start playing the game and the community grows, like the, their token goes up in value. So it's, it's incredible. And to me, it was like, oh my gosh, mind-blowing, right? The possibilities that can happen, right? At that, at that level. And kudos to this guy thinking that way. I'm like, oh, great job for those dudes. But anyway, so like uh, my question is, there's so much opportunity, right? Like, and, and when we started in business, like we were, uh, or entrepreneurship, right? We saw literally every single problem that across crossed our face, like an opportunity. And it was really challenging to focus for many years, right? How do people focus? How do they stay focused in whatever, like investment or, or developing? How do they stay focused in their projects? Great. I, I'm going to answer that, but you touched mm-hmm. on something important as well. With this games and what's called play to earn, this is um, part of the NFT story. So video games, you can literally play, and as you advance levels in the game, your NFT has more value. It's worth more. You can sell that to another player, and so it creates opportunities where people can hire people to literally play video games and earn their way up to higher levels then sell those nfts and that's that's a business model yeah um crazy a little bit different than playing the game because you love it and in the process you're making money but the video games and nfts just picture everybody that's loved playing video games their whole life now is the potential to become (laughs) fabulously wealthy with nothing else changed, exactly. just play yeah. your game and enjoy, right? Absolutely. Um, but now, so your your question, like, how do you focus? Well, I look at it this way: like, it's good to get broad exposure. Like people that listen to your show and watch us here, right? You're getting yeah. exposed to a lot of things, but then you got to get your hands on it, and then you got to pick like, what's my lane? So, you know, obviously, book publishing is one of my lanes. Yeah. But I, I wrote a book, and then started to help other authors and then 
now I'm just the guy to talk to about book publishing or one of a few people just saying it like that, right? That's because I've focused on that for a while. Um, But with that, NFTs, crypto, blockchain, start to get exposure, get your hands on it. Find what's your real opportunity. Is it building a play to earn video game empire? Is it investing in new NFT drops and then flipping them for a profit? Is it buying the tokens of the underlying platforms that do NFT launches and riding that up as they do more launches? There's, that's just three. There's so many ways to play. You could launch your own NFT collection as an author, course creator, podcaster, mm. speaker, expert. You could play it that way. So there's four different ways, right? Mm-hmm. But you should pick one and focus on it until you complete a cycle. So whether that's a launch, an investment, mm. something, get involved and see it all the way through then you can decide realistically, do I want to focus on doing five of these a month, right? Or five of them a week. So when when you see one piece of the puzzle all the way through, again, whether that's investing, starting a play to earn and creating value in your character, yeah. uh, launching your own NFT on PowerFan and selling it, um, or in, or researching and investing in the, the tokens of companies that empower this space, get your hands on it and then decide where you want to focus longer term. And for myself, that changes every few days, but I don't want to give people the impression I'm not focused. I am very focused, (laughs) but I'm also, I'm also navigating where do I focus right now? Yeah. Makes sense. Um, I'm extremely curious, you know, going back to a little more power fan IO practicality here. What are some of the, creative ways or maybe what are some of just the ways that you guys are are doing this with your clients right so let's say we decide to come to you jesse we're like jesse we got this awesome podcast you know maybe you've been in it Eh, content is profit right uh we want to do something in the blockchain with nfts with content is profit like what would be you know maybe your recommendation or some examples, right, that you can guide us through. Absolutely. So like I mentioned, if we turn this episode into an NFT, however somebody gets their hands on it, we'll give 2,500 PFAN tokens to that NFT holder. Mm. Also, everybody listening to this episode, 100 PFAN tokens on the house. We'll share a link, a very simple way to opt in and claim your tokens that will also expose you to PowerFan. And if you want to create NFTs or be involved, then we can explore that too. So then for you guys, you could do um, an NFT of each episode, or you could do an NFT for an NFT series for the podcast, for the show. Here's how that could look. If it's each episode, make a deal with the guest, just like we're doing live beforehand, hey, can you contribute something that will be part of our episode NFT? And then you guys can have a way to get people to engage or compete to win that NFT from each episode. Yeah. Love that idea. Mm. Uh, The other one would be if you did an NFT launch for the show, you could have like, you know, art or visuals or something and then give bonuses. So like, say you do 100 NFTs, you'd like each person that, has one of these NFTs can pick an episode title. Like we will, we'll find an interview, an expert to answer your best question. Um, 
that could be a sponsorship thing where if yeah. you buy this NFT and you hold it for three months, you'll get an on-air mention for your brand or we can do a giveaway. Yeah, yeah. Um, or it could be a guest like, hey, you want to be on our show, but don't have the clout, buy our NFT and we'll mm. put you on air. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Or so, any other variation. Oh, this is so cool. It, it's playground idea. Playground idea. I know. We, we, we love throwing out the ideas out there. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesse, we're definitely going to have to plan something. I, I love them all, honestly. I love the one of having something of, of a guest. And I'm imagining the NFT as like a, a cartoon version of Jesse, right? And then whoever buys it, they have the, the, the cartoon <laughs> version of you. But it also opens up a new realm of possibilities who's, for them, right? Who's going to hold the Golden Boulders NFT? I mean, that, that's, yeah. that has to be a super rare NFT. I know. Yeah, we, exactly. we have hey, a man. few ones out there. Yeah, table face. Oh, hey. I think there, there's so much that... There's a lot of... Fu there's future in here, Jesse. <laughs> I can see. I can smell it. Yes, we, we're definitely going to have to talk behind the scenes and and see what we can come up with. Um, but I do see this as taking it to the next level for uh, for creators, honestly. Again, I I do think it does still requires a lot of work and a lot of, hey, I'm, I got to promote my podcast and my platform, you know, even harder than I was doing before so I can get people invested into, you know, into my platform through the NFT, into mm -hmm. us through the NFT, or if we're going to do a launch or a course, right, getting them to buy that NFT. Um, so it's, it's not like you're just going to jump on the, on the trend and you're going to magically make money. I think for creators still requires... Uh, a good amount of effort and a good amount of work. Yeah, that's that's a healthy approach. Like just zooming out, right? I mentioned I was in a rock band and I started a record label. It was because we wanted creative control over our music and our career. Yeah. I wrote a book. I did work with two different publishers, but the result was I started a book publishing company because I had a vision for how to do book publishing. Mm -hmm. Coming up to the present, I invested in nft companies i invested in the space now i've started a company because i've got a vision for how to support creative people using this technology so yeah like if you enjoy it in my opinion it's not work yeah. but you'll need to be active you will this isn't going to happen on its own like yeah. that's the takeaway here Absolutely. if you're your biggest advocate you're your most passionate like fan anything's possible for sure um, so if you come into it with that approach, like there's a world of opportunity. Absolutely. I love that. If you're your biggest advocate, anything can happen. Um, we're getting close to the end here of part one. I think we're going to have to do a part two, just some power fan. because there's so much, so much to cover. Uh, but I'm curious before we ask you the last set of questions, what has been one of your biggest challenges with power fan IO to bring in this to market, right? To put this in this opportunity in front of creators or people that can benefit from it. I'm going to be really honest here, guys. And this is, it sounds as crazy for me to say it as it may sound to hear it. I've never been involved in a business that's easier. <laughs> wow. When we were raising money, almost every conversation people wanted to invest. When we're talking to authors, creators, people like you guys, and we explain what you can do with NFTs, Almost everybody wants to get involved. Yeah. Um, and we're able, we designed this in a way where we can give away PFAN tokens. We want people to have at the early stages free crypto 
so that they come and engage with the platform because we know the real network benefits come when there's hundreds of thousands of users, millions of users. Yep. So if we're all in there, we're building an ecosystem for creative people where you have the power. That's what our freaking sign says yes, here. Creator than fans, you have the power now. Love it. Love not it. the record label, not the publishing company, you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you. So thank you for sharing that. And I love the that you guys are getting that momentum. You guys are helping so much people. Uh, so many people, Francie. So much so many people, yeah. Thank what you. Appreciate it. Your yeah. English? My English sometimes gets a little you know. <laughs> I was playing doubles up. <laughs> Je- Jesse's like, I'm not gonna publish your book anymore. I'm sorry, Jesse, I promise oh, I'll, look, I'll he's work. wearing red. How come your doubles out? <laughs> Poor, poor editor, man. Know, if you're writing, that's fine. It, it happens. People, In search of ghostwriters, people get the the warning when they get on the show. It's like, hey, we might make some mistakes here speaking English. Uh, Jesse, I, I love this. Honestly, I think it's a it's a great opportunity for people. I love that it's going great for you guys. Um, and I actually had like this question that came to my mind, and it left sadly but i was like oh this is such a good question and then i was intently maybe listening what, to you and i, and I forgot the maybe, question maybe what he said was more important but no no i mean that's what i'm saying like i was paying so much attention that i, yeah. I totally forgot about the other question i usually write it down um but let's go with the last set of questions if that question comes back i'll ask it yeah sure. oh by the way uh jesse we have a, we have a question here live for you what's the name of your guest just want to follow up there we go there we go jesse Krieger. put it, put it yeah, in the comments we're gonna put right it there. in the comments in just a second yeah uh Jakub, we'll send you a quick dm in just a second but yeah uh from from all the way from europe i remember the question okay i remember the question all right jesse okay, the well. question was going to be why so you said all the creators that you talk to most of them are like oh this is amazing i want to do this i want to be a part of it what is or maybe like what is that challenge that is stopping people from doing this right from diving into this new opportunity and maybe how can we help you solve that excellent question again guys so it's like the biggest obstacle is just um uncertainty on what this is mm. like if if you don't know what cryptocurrency is and how it's different from government issued currency you know that's one layer Uh, if you don't know like what an NFT is or how to buy one or why it's worth something, then that's like another layer. Um, but if you don't have the, if you, if it's a technical hurdle, like, look, everyone's in the same boat. Um, but I just encourage you to like, don't try and wait until you've figured it all out to get involved. Yep. Even being willing to lose some money and call it like a learning experience That's my approach. Like, so, <clears throat> so I think that's what it comes down to is people either like are intimidated by the tech, but we try and solve that like turnkey and, or, um, haven't fully grasped what the opportunity is that they want to pursue. Yeah. You know, cause, mm. cause like you mentioned, where to focus, there's play to earn, there's investing, there's launching, there's all these things. So like get some exposure, get your hand on it yeah. and then go deeper. Incredible. Uh, Jesse, where will you be if you do not publish? On the blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> just in there. Hey, you, in he, there. St he still would have made it to the blockchain. That's awesome. <laughs> One way it. or another, I would have. <laughs> I love it. Um, where, where can people find you? Jesse, where can people find out a little bit more about you and what you're doing? Sure, yeah. We can link up a bunch of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. People are interested in my band and music. 
But Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press is my book publishing company. And powerfan.io, which you can see the URL is our name, powerfan.io. And that's uh, where you can learn all about what we're doing. And then we'll give you a link. So if you want your 100 free PFAN tokens, click the link under this video. Yes, and you yeah. want it You want it today, guys. Please <laughs> go ahead, scroll down, click there. You want it today. Free money. Free money. Yep. Literally. I, Jesse, just going to put that out there. You are the, the first person that gives free money in the show. I mean, <laughs> That's true, yeah. Free money. Who, it, who's getting invited back? Oh, yeah. yeah let's, let's go. go. <laughs> I know it has to happen. It has to happen. Wild, I know. Right that, I mean, do, I mean, I'm asking you, the listener. Like, do you want free money? Do, do you want Jesse back? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's give away money. Let's go. Okay, sweet, <laughs> awesome, Fancy, Anything else? Uh, no, just just thankful, Jesse. Thank you for coming here and Thank sharing you, so much of your NFT blockchain and the whole new Web three knowledge with us. We're gonna have to do a deeper dive into this topic. I, li I like it. I think we need a, a whole section. Actually, we talked about, well, you share with me a name for a podcast that I think it would be actually pretty cool if we start that. Uh, maybe, maybe plug it in there with powerfan.io. Uh, but it, for you no. listening right now, if you're a creator, if you have a business, honestly, that does any sort of creative products, right? If you do courses or trainings or Even if you don't get into it, uh, contact Jesse. We're going to leave all the information in here. Go into powerfan.io and check them out. Sign up. You know, if you don't have a wallet, open up your wallet, create a wallet, and then uh, connect it with their platform. Yeah. Um, But when I said it took me two days because I'm dumb, guys. Like, it's going <laughs> to take you two seconds, especially with the link that Jesse is going to send you. So don't you worry. Don't be scared. <laughs> gonna be so easy and also you get free money that's i mean that <laughs> dude guys free money like yeah. come on absolutely jesse it's been an absolute pleasure man anything else you want to share before we head out no let's leave it there and uh look forward to episode two yes let's go, let's go. <laughs> all right guys with that said thank you so much for tuning into the contents profit podcast go ahead and follow the show and your favorite social media and at base brosco that is right if jesse here today help you move one step closer to your goal please don't forget to share this episode with three friends and and leave a five-star review see ya bye guys